might have a puncture in the wheel and might have to pull over and change the tire. The second car, there might be an issue with the gas and so he or she has to pull over to the next exit and get gas. The third car, there might be kids in there. So the kids begin yelling and screaming a little bit because they're hungry. So the parents have to pull over to the Wawa and get them some snacks. The experience of the three cars are different, but it's the same road. And this is exactly how it is for the single life, the married life, and the celibate life. So let's speak about all three. The single life. The single life is a time of preparation for us either to get married or to seek the celibate life. The church teaches that that is what it is for. Although there is area and room for someone to lead that life with pastoral counseling and with guidance because it's not a place that you want to stay for a long time if there's no spiritual direction or family direction involved. But there are the exceptions, but let us never think that we are such an exception. It's a time for preparation. It's a time, honestly, to enjoy our life, to enjoy our time with our families and our friends. It's a time where the career comes kicking into gear. We start looking for what area of career or life that we want to take. There are other areas that we explore. But there are also challenges during this time. Getting a job is definitely not easy. This is not the 90s. Dealing with our relationships, with our families, with our friends, there's challenges that are involved. And so there's a lot going on. But I want to tell the single folk that God has a plan for you. God has a way for you. He has plans for you to succeed and to prosper and not to fail. And no matter what the situation might be in your single life, God has a way. Cling on to Him. Seek after Him. And He'll show you where to go. God has not abandoned you. God is with you. In the married life, this is the husband and wife living together in love, and in compassion, in compromise, in sweet harmony. Isn't it all like that, my dear friends? That's exactly the way it is, isn't it? No, we know there are challenges. We know that there's struggles. Of course, we know that there's joy, that there's happiness. And married life, God has made a way for us to grow closer to Him, to become holy, to become righteous. Now I know that there are marriages which are unhealthy and some have transitioned into healthy relationships. And that 
is again a minority, an exception. But for the most part, wherever we are, God has placed us in our married life so that we can grow closer to Him. It's such a shame that the, the evil one has sold us a lie in the church. And you know what that lie is? That if you're married, you can't be a, become a saint. Why not? Because of the intimacy between a man and a woman? Where did God ever call that unholy and not good? God has called that holy and good within marriage. And so therefore, that's not a reason why that a man shouldn't become a saint, a woman shouldn't become a saint. My dear friends, raising a child, as all of you are, to sing in the church, to ring the bells in the church, to stand in attention in the church, isn't that a miracle that you are currently taking part in? If that child becomes a strong man of God, a woman of God, you are a miracle worker. See, saints are not only those who heal the blind, who heal the lame and the sick, but the saints are the parents who are raising their children to become holy, to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And finally, the celibate life. Some people think that I might be against the celibate life, but I'm not. I just don't think it's a greater path to God than marriage. In nowhere in the Bible does it state that. Even the Apostle Paul, if read in his totality, doesn't say it at all. He just says it wasn't good for him. Why? Because he got to sacrifice for your wife? Sacrifice for your husband? Lose sleep when you have children? Well, talk about the cross. There's one if you need one. But of course I said, the joy, love, happiness, and heaven, it's all there in the possibility of marriage. In the celibate life, that's a path that one takes because he or she wants to subdue or bring into subjection the passions and to lead a life where he or she concentrates specifically on God. And this is where the Apostle Paul is exactly correct because the married man or the married woman has to concentrate on the spouse has to concentrate on the children. Whereas in the celibate life, it's complete focus on God. And that's all well and good. It's just a different way of doing the Christian faith. It's not a better way. And we often think that because celibates don't have intimacy with anybody in terms of a woman or a man, that they now have ascended to a certain level of spiritual life. That's not true at all. You don't need that in your life, but there could be other sins 
that a celibate person is dealing with. The sin of anger. The sin of money. The sin of recognition. The sin of status. All of these things are equal to that intimacy. And so the celibate person is struggling to bring his mind into subjection. And I think, especially because I read the biography of St. Paisios, uh, St. John of Kronstadt, uh, St. Seraphim of Sarah, it is a high level of controlling the mind and making the mind different than how it would work in the world. There's a certain level of control that celibates have to have. Now also, there's challenges that they face, I suppose. Can you imagine not having a wife or children? Maybe they have loneliness. Maybe they feel isolated at many times. During the COVID-19, we felt isolated many times. They struggle with that too. And so we have to understand that there are the blessings and the struggles that come with the single life, with the married life, with the celibate life. We're all in this journey together. We're on that road. And where we're headed is to the kingdom. In fact, we're already here in the kingdom. And so I pray that the Lord will bless you, that the Lord will keep you, that the Lord will protect you, that the Lord will provide grace for whatever area of Christian journey that you're on. May God bless each and every single one of us. Heavenly Father, we submit before you all those who are gathered here, those who are single, those who are celibate, those who are married. May your grace and mercy be upon us. Strengthen us in the journey that you have set out for us. In your name we pray, amen.